<sighs> All right, you ready? Um, ready. All right, coolio. Hey guys, it is Laz Verhekin and Lux Boop. And for this episode for the podcast, we are going to be talking about franchises, some of the most successful and longest running franchises in video game history. Um, we're going to talk about some of the greats and some of the not so greats. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited for yeah. this episode. Yeah, we uh, we probably should have been recording already because we've been talking about quite a few good games and some bad ones too. But yeah, uh, yeah this one's gonna be this is gonna be fun to talk about. Without a doubt, going uh, through some of these lists here. So, um, I mean, do you have anything that sticks out in your mind right away? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my best, my favorite, or the best ones or the worst ones. Nah, well, I was about to say, start with your best foot forward, man. Best foot forward. Mm, it's gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Pokemon. Gotta mm. catch them all. All so true. <laughs> I know that. Sh- I know that you like the back of my hand. That's true. I, it's true. I mean, I, I mean, I love Pokemon. Like, if there's any franchise that I can come back to. Where I will always feel the nostalgia effect, but also know that I'm going to play a fun game. It's going to be Pokemon. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, they I've loved it since Red and Blue came out, and then play the Pokemon cards. I know you played them too. I remember that day. Don't don't you think I forgot <laughs> that time you lost a tooth at my house? You remember yeah, that? Remember yeah, that? I remember that. A I long page note of the tooth fairy asking for a Mew card. You wanted it so bad. But uh, I did get one though, not from you. Yes, not you from Tooth Fairy. Son of a bitch. I did not get a view card from your from the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> you didn't get it from the Tooth Fairy, but you got it from me. No. I traded to you at Grandma's house one year. No. Nope. Japanese pack opened it up. I, I traded you I, your pack I, for my view card. I, I can show you the view card I have, and I did not get it from you. I know where I got it. You get it. I got it from one of the toy stores. They were handing them out after the release of the first Pokemon movie. Oh, that's not technically a view. I got a Mewtwo from them. Okay. Well, anyway, anyways, anyways, the franchise, uh, loved it. Oh, that was Mewtwo. That was definitely Mewtwo. All right, yeah. loved it. Uh, I still I have a GBA for iOS, or I think they have like a new thing up where you you pay like a dollar a year and you can download all the your old Game Boy games. Literally, only use it to play Pokemon. <laughs> and I'll play the new ones too. I don't really give a crap about the. Uh, New Pokemon kind of lost track after uh, they came out with like Aerodactyl and all them. Mm-hmm. Long time ago, but the games are still fun. They're still the same thing. Oh yeah, I mean, look. Excuse me. That's what I was gonna say. Was that you know just looking at this list of like some of the longest running franchises? Um, I think, I think it goes to say at least for me that Pokemon is probably one of the best aging video game franchises you know it's you know whether it's green blue or wow yellow blue or red uh, there is a green um you know that is something that people can play at any time you know i was playing pokemon from when i got my first game boy color like in second or third grade you know well into college (laughs) well into college well into college (laughs) You know, that's, you know, that is, I want to say close to, you know, 15 years of playing a game, which roughly has not changed all that much. You know, the 
the the core dynamic of how like the you know the pokemon colors play is hasn't really changed the biggest thing that has changed about them is is the pokemon themselves yeah well you know i know we talked about age of empires we'll probably get to that but pokemon yeah the, you know colors got a little better the graphics got a little better ran a little smoother but they did not go they did not deviate from the you know the, the layout of the game where nope. it's a top-down view 2d no reason to make it look any different maybe you know they, they did a little more work into the uh, actual pokemons themselves which is totally fine and uh that's that's all you know that's all the pokemon needs to do for me mm-hmm. and they can continue to do it i agree yeah i mean it, it, they they really have stuck to their guns for the last uh, looks like here at the original release date was 1996 so they really stuck to their guns for the last twenty years, and can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah, I'm assuming we're looking at the same list right now. Yeah, Elder Scrolls. Got to just jump into that one. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on, baby. We are still on the first game. You can hold your horses on. Dude, I just found something cool out. Okay. Good. I I'm sure, but we are still very much on Pokemon. Come on, man. Where's your professionalism here? I don't have professionalism. But. Now I totally lost my mojo. I, you're, you're a real piece of work. You call that mojo? Right. You, you're a real piece of work. You know that for just completely derailing me right there when I was on my pedestal. Yeah, you know Pokemon was a great game. All right, let's go to Elder Scrolls, Ryan. Anyway, okay, back in 1994, Elder Scrolls came out with a game called Arena. In 2016, they're releasing a game called The Elder Scrolls Legends. You know what that is? What? It's a trading card game. It's kind of like going to be like Hearthstone, I think. Okay. Anyway, that's all I wanted that, to say. That that was your blockbuster that it's not a whole lot of you 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 murdered Pokemon on. You you, you killed I, I brought it to life. You you killed the third highest game franchise to to shed that on to us. Okay, third highest. So what's the second highest? S- Super Mario or oh, excuse me. It it is the second highest. So you're even a bigger dick wagon than before. Okay, okay what's the first highest? Super Mario. Well, that that needs to die. What? No. Are you what? No. <laughs> it is okay. S- Super Mario Maker. Like people have loved that. Did Can't Mario say I played it. Make that? It has their name. <laughs> yeah, that's their their name. That that is like their name brand yeah. product. That's not like some like homegrown thing. Oh, I was thinking of when you said Super Mario Maker, I know they have one for the the Nintendo handheld whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. But they also had a oh, just one where I think it was a third party who was doing it where you could literally edit your own like Super, was it Super Mario Bros. Three or, or Mario Brothers Three for Nintendo, and you can edit a level, and it was just crazy hard. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't have a whole lot to say about Super Mario. Obviously, I have I fond memories of it being a platformer. It's probably the only platform I really enjoyed. But and look at you shitting a number one, you dick wagon. I'm because I'm not interrupting anyone by it. You you are uh, you are, I didn't you I didn't interrupt nothing. You, hundred percent interrupted me. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna carry a grudge through the rest of this podcast because I'm uh, sorry, you diva. Uh huh. All right, so I guess probably my number one longest running franchise here in terms of 
well, without a doubt, my favorite longest running franchise is Elder Scrolls. I thank you for bringing it to light, and we can expound upon it more. But you know, ever since, ever since Oblivion, you know that game has, you know, and I, I played it in Morrowind, but ever since Oblivion, that game has has held my heart. And this week, it turned twenty. No, it turned ten. Sorry, it turned ten years old. Elder Scrolls oh, Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that's crazy to me. You know, and you know, Morrowind's probably even older. It's probably I think thirteen now. Probably, I don't, who knows though. Yeah. So, and that's 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 a game that has really come to light. Well, the the whole studio Bethesda has come to light with, you know, it's Elder Scrolls and Fallout Four series or Fallout series, and but I think, you know, a, games like Oblivion and games like Skyrim, you know, were just such big blockbusters because they really put, like. How am I going to say this articulately? Like, Elder Scrolls Oblivion helped start up the Xbox 3 console, in my opinion. You know, it was one of the first big... It was one of the big first titles that came out for the console. It was one of the first open-world games where it was 3D and beautiful and... Like Elder Scrolls 2. What? Or Marwin. Yes. Marwin was for original Xbox, though. Yeah. Um, it, it you know, changed up the combat system from Marwin. It wasn't like a, a chance dice roll game. It was, you know, real, actual immersive combat. Um, and that game did everything for me. And then Skyrim, obviously, with its hype and its size and magnitude and its popularity just blew everything out of the water. I mean, it, it has to be one of like the top 5 highest selling video games of all time. You know, it, it probably only got eclipsed by uh Grand Theft Auto 5 from that from that standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I I I I think Skyrim is a really fun game still is, but it felt a little too mainstream. Like oh. I, I loved I loved how El- I I loved the feeling of Elder Scrolls Morrowind, but in but Oblivion was like a more polished version of that and everything I wanted to see out of the Elder Scrolls series. And then Skyrim was like unique and different, but it little it felt just too mainstream. Mhm. No, I agree with that. I mean, it if for me while I enjoyed Skyrim for like its updated combat and its visual aesthetics, the quests and the story was kind of a step back for me. And that and that really hurt what how I viewed the game. Um, you know, I think I like to think Oblivion was a nice medium in between both Skyrim and Morrowind. Um, you know, there obviously it wasn't as in depth with the storyline and didn't have the greatest ending to a main quest ever, um, unlike Morrowind, but. I felt that it brought more to the table than Skyrim did. I mean, I think most people who have played any of the Elder Scrolls series can say that, like, the the Dark Brotherhood quests in Oblivion, at least for me, was probably one of the funnest quest lines I think I've ever played on a video game. I, yeah. I, those were just amazingly fun. Well, between that and the Thieves' Guild, I yes. remember, I, I didn't think the Thieves' Guild in... Morrowind, you couldn't play. There weren't any quest lines for like you know directly from the Thieves Guild. You could fence 
I think, and you could train, but you couldn't do that. And then the Dark Brotherhood, which uh, in Morrowind was the Morag Tong. Who, yeah, the Assassin's Guild. Yeah. And I, those were the two quest lines I really wanted to play. So the fact they put so much work to make it like stellar and oblivion was just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think both games just did a, like had a really great storyline to it and some really awesome quests for both the thieves and the the uh, Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. They were they to me they were only okay in Skyrim. I didn't think they were anything fantastic or awesome. I don't even think I finished the Thieves Guild's quest line in Skyrim. It just it lost my interest. The Thieves Guild I think I beat and I beat the Dark Brotherhood. The, I didn't like Dark Brotherhood because like there was one main quest line, but then every time you did a main quest you'd have to go and do a repetitive quest three times to advance in that storyline. Mm-hmm. Like yes. oh go go kill, like, Froggen, who's out in the middle of the fucking woods. And he's l- literally a naked guy. Like, why am I killing him? <laughs> but I thought it was pretty sweet in the Dark Brotherhood where you had to uh, assassinate, I think, the new queen or princess or whatever when she's, like, addressing everyone. I thought that was pretty sweet. In Skyrim? Yeah. You had to kill the Emperor, which was... Yeah, you did have to kill the Emperor, too. The Emperor... Oh, and you did have to kill... Well, yeah, no, it was just the... You did also have to que- kill a princess, didn't you? Yeah, but, you know, the Emperor, killing the Emperor in Skyrim, like, it wasn't that, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I have to kill the Emperor, and then I kill him, and it's like, that wasn't... It wasn't anything, yeah, it wasn't anything, like, that special, you know, like... Like, I just killed him, now I'm running off the boat, all right. Yeah, like, you know, when the the Emperor died in Oblivion within the first ten minutes, it was, like, one of, like, it was just incredibly, like, earth-shattering, but, like, when you killed him... In Skyrim, it was just like, oh well, just another day in the kingdom, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know that, yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, this is mediocre at best. So yeah, I am there. I I am curious to see what the new Elder Scrolls could be like. There hasn't been a whole lot of information at all about it. In fact, I think Bethesda said that they don't even have a whole lot planned in the next few years for it. So I'm nervous. I mean, they they have they're working on Fallout still, which is insanely successful. Yeah, I mean, Fallout's doing yeah. just fine for itself, without yeah. a doubt. Um, all right, now, do you want to give a franchise that you hate right now? I already know one that you'll probably you'll probably rattle off. I <clears throat> just want to give a most courteous uh, fuck you to the creators. Of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Ubisoft, you can go fuck yourself, because we're going to hate on you the rest of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I hate Assassin's Creed. I played the first game. Or, yeah, I played the first game. It had a lot of hype. It was just kind of meh for me. And I, I just don't, I don't know why people like that game. And based on everything I hear and everything I see about Assassin's Creed, I just have no idea why it, it, it even exists. <laughs> it, it Literally, I get it. It's it's great. A lot of people love stealth games and shit. That's why we all wanted to do Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood. But Assassin's Creed is just like an arcade version uh, mixed with bad... I mean, literally, it is an arcade version. It's got bad dialogue. It's got bad combat. It's got a boring-ass storyline. You know, I don't know why people play this game. I, I would not say it has bad combat. 
I would I would say that it has some amazing melee combat. I mean, I, I've compared to Bethesda's combat system for not uh, for uh, oh god, what's that name of the game called? Uh, Dishonored. You know, yeah, I think it's way more fun to play than Assassin's Creed. I don't know. I I think Assassin's Creed has like I I agree with you that Assassin's Creed needs to just crawl in a hole and die, but I I think it. It does have some pretty exciting combat if you know how to play the game. Well, I didn't care to figure out how to play the game. Well, doesn't that make you sound a little ignorant? No, nope, not at all. Because <laughs> the rest of the game is so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, the first one I was not a huge fan of. I gave the second one a chance, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. And then I played the third one, and that's when they just started ramrodding them down everyone's throat, like one in a year and I just quickly lost interest and kind of lost track to the game after that. You know, it's just, it, it it's a disgusting amount of Assassin's Creed games floating out in the ocean right now. And I, ugh, it's just, if they maybe kept to some integrity about, you know, not just making it to be, not making it out to be such a money grab, uh, maybe hold them in a little bit higher esteem, but that is just simply not the case here. You know, it, uh. it's for me, it's it's more so just looking at a series that is just absolutely out for the consumer's money. Doesn't really care about giving its audience a subpar product. You know, I I, I think just like pretty much every other game Ubisoft makes yeah. in today's world, mm-hmm. literally every game they make is yep. this. Like even Far Cry, Far Cry they use uh, the same God. fucking map for their la- latest two games. This same map just it looked different. Well, and that's that How that's lazy. Uh, yeah, and that's that that's a good point. You know that you know Far Cry. Um, and I actually love Far Cry Three. Well, I got so bored of Far Cry 3. By the end, I was just ready to have it end. That's kind of uh, how I was too. Yeah, you're right. Um, like I did like the storyline. Let me, let me, I'm going to do a quick look at Ubisoft games, but no, Far Cry, um, Assassin's Creed, they, they, they piss me off because they all just pull from the same idea of, oh, go to this point in the map, go to the tallest point in this map. You know, do a little aerial view cinematic scene. Oh, now you discovered all these things that you can go. Go to this base and clear them out. Like, it, it's just the same garbage in two different games. The only difference is, one, you have guns. That, no, actually, Assassin's Creed has guns now. One is first person, the other is third person. Like, that's the only difference between Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, at least for me. And I, it's just all so recycled. And, you know, just put on a different name and that's what it is it's just it it's honestly nauseating watchdogs is the other one that they do that in watchdogs as well which sucks because i thought that one was going to be cool and it was going to be about chicago <laughs> and so it was it was game. i couldn't even get through a quarter of the way through the game it's still sitting collecting dust in my basement right now like it's <laughs> god you know ubisoft is just all about disappointments with that <laughs> with these type of games but they still keep making money, you know. Ugh, God, people, people will play what they're told, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can as long, if you put enough glitter on a piece of shit, maybe people will eventually buy it. Mm-hmm. So, as long as you can get the smell to go away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. 
All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw shade on a on a game series now, and mine is without a doubt Call of Duty. Maybe because <laughs> this one this one maybe betrayed me the most. <laughs> you know, I yeah. I loved Call of Duty from the jump. Not even Modern Warfare. I'm talking Call of Duty World War II. Like, well, let, let's give let's give listeners a really quick background that you, I think, out of everyone I've ever played games with, love old war games the the best. Yeah. Like any any war game that I've played, I'm pretty sure you've shown me. <laughs> so that's kind of your background. So anyway, continue. Yeah, I mean, I love I love like the World War II games and stuff like that. I have way too many of those games in my Steam library and just like from old CDs. And so like Call of Duty, Call of Duty United Offensive, Call of Duty 2, um uh, United Offensive. Yeah, United Offensive was a great expansion pack for that game. I, I loved those games. I loved the multiplayer. And then, you know, when Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, loved that game. Call of Duty Mo- Modern Warfare 2, thought that game was awesome as well. Then they just lost their way. <laughs> you know, then they <laughs> then they started doing, like, Call of Duty World at War, Call of Duty Black Ops, and it just was a slippery slope from that point on, you know, and then, you know, now we're on like Call of Duty, like seven or eight, I don't even know anymore. And it's just, it's all just Call garbage. Of Duty, go fuck yourself, gamers. That's yeah. It, it's just all garbage now. And, you know, they're, they're on the same track as Ubisoft with, uh, their Assassin's Creed of just, you know, trying to pump out one a year, you know, and it, it, it's just, well, it's licensed to two different developers. And I think, I thought Ubisoft was one. Um, it was Infinity Ward, which was the actual, the people who actually made the good ones. And then it was, I forget which one, but then they stopped. Then Infinity Ward no longer was a part of the process after, I think, Modern Warfare 2 or World at War. I forget. Um, I have to look at this. I'm going to see what the, what Call of Duty has to say. But yeah, there, there were two. Yeah, it was Activision. Yeah, it was Infinity Ward. Treyarch, and I guess Sledgehammer. Oh, they still say Infinity Ward's part of the developing, but I, I thought they played less of a role. Either way, I and that's not to say even before um, Modern Warfare 2, they had their own slip-ups. There were a couple uh, Call of Duties out there that weren't that great, but yeah, man, that, that game is one where I definitely just throw a ton of shame at the at the franchise and say how could you how could you do this to me <laughs> how could you how could you betray my trust the way that you have you know and i just uh i get so angry when i see just the the sheeple hype and the constant stream of shit out of activision with this game they took such a great uh, title and then just totally killed it for me yeah same here, and I think they, I mean, multiplayer in those games were, were pretty fun, but, you know, I don't buy a game just to play, like, I don't feel like there's a lot of value in playing a, just a game on multiplayer, unless there's a lot of depth behind it, uh, at least on console, mm-hmm. uh, and so, I, I the Call of Duty uh, campaigns weren't even that fun, No. and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, you have, you, you said it, you said it best there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's just a shell of its former self, which sucks, but what can you do? Um, do you have uh, another series that you want to either praise or poop on? Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to piggyback off that one. Okay. 
and uh, and and say that the Halo franchise mm. really really yes. ruined it for me. Yeah. I was huge when I first started playing the original Halo before Halo Two came out. I loved everything about Halo. Yeah. Every uh, every level in the campaign was so fun. And then Halo 2 comes out, and it's on multiplayer, so I'm like, fuck yeah. And the multiplayer, as you know, I like lost my life to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the campaign in Halo 2 was also really fun. And then, well, it was really fun, but the ending kind of didn't really do it for me. Yeah. I, I believe you had to kill the brute at the end of that one. And I was upset. And then Halo 3 came out. And that was a lot of fun, but then after that, ODST, Halo 4, like, uh, yeah. everything was just geared towards multiplayer, and even their multiplayer was just taking weird angles, like, just mm-hmm. keep keep it the way it is. Keep it like Halo 2, don't, don't keep throwing all these, like, different uh, abilities, and then just the campaign itself just was pretty awful and didn't make a whole lot of sense, and... I remember, uh, what was it, Halo 4, I played the campaign on, and just the whole shit with Cortana, like, that just annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, uh, that was super annoying to play through. I was gonna say, like, I feel like you probably have a bigger vendetta against Halo than I probably do with with <laughs> Call of Duty. Like, I know you. That was a much bigger. That was that game was much bigger in your life than probably Call of Duty was to me. Maybe I don't know. Well, I you love you love history. You love war games. You and, and you know that's your shit. Uh, I liked I loved Halo, but like I wanted to know everything in Halo, so I just felt really betrayed by its storyline. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a little difference between Call of Duty and Halo in that in that aspect, just because Call of Duty is based on historical events. Pretty easy when you have a script there, <laughs> but then when you kind of take away from your fantasy script because you want people to play multiplayer and continue to sell those those games, and it's kind of what Call of Duty did too. They just, you know, once the internet came out with multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, cancel. Uh, took a took a bad change, and yeah, I remember because the ending of Halo One and Halo Three really stick out to me because they're both pretty similar. But I still remember thinking like, "Oh, these are awesome!" Like, I don't know, I, I just ever I was like movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like I just remember you know because I think in both of them you're in a warthog like you know trying to escape. I, I just remember the third one where it's like you're escaping on like falling platforms. Yeah, and the best is when you're with two people. Oh yeah, well I also remember like doing like we would do because you, you could put four people in it oh, and yeah, it'd yeah. be like two on two racing through and like you're trying yeah. to knock the oh gosh I I had so, so much fun, fun with that and then yeah. I just remember playing. Um, ODST and finishing it and be like, wait, no, that's this isn't it. This can't be the end. After like, you finally, you got through that boring fucking campaign. Oh, yeah. Then at the very end, you're like, hooray, I finally beat it. And then your only objective at the very end is to literally die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what kind of like appeal they were trying to pull with that shit, but wasn't that Halo Four that they did that? No, it was ODST. ODST, you did a last stand, but your last stand lasted. Cause that's when they—that's what what they originally came out with. Are you sure? Yeah, an ODST, and then you Maybe. like a last stand, and then at the last stand, you basically stood around until you died, and at some point you just could not continue on. Like you would literally die. Yeah. I thought maybe you could, but that was the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like all right. First game I've ever played where they decided to incorporate death into the final ending. Well, I guess Fallout 3 did that too, and that really upset me. But anyway, keeping it back on a Halo, like, after that, (laughs) 
I was like, Halo 4 comes out, give it a whirl. Played it just very, very minusculely, and that was the end of Halo for me. Yep. Between ODST and Halo 4, like that, it only took two games for me to just hate that game. Yep. Halo 4 was the end for me as well. And I think Call of Duty went on for one more game after Halo 4, like the time frame. I think it was like Black Ops 2 I got, and that was solely for zombies. I didn't play anything else on that. Mm-hmm. On that yeah. console or on that game besides zombies, that was the only that was the only thing it had. Yeah. Um, all right, now I'm gonna go off of a franchise that I real I still really like. Um, it's been a, a hot minute since I've played it, just because as we were talking about, it's gotten a little bit more expensive lately. But man, I love The Sims. I and The Sims mm. was always just a huge time sink for me. I you actually showed me The Sims. I remember going over to your place and playing it for the first time and being like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah. I was just a massive fan of The Sims ever since. Like, some of, like, you can do some of the weirdest, most maniacal shit, like, in that game. Like, you know, that's that's where psychopaths can be for, can be born. And I was, I was on the edge for a little bit. Oh, I was definitely on the edge, too. I definitely <laughs> did some weird-ass shit in that game. But, man, I... I I loved the game. I, it was it to me. It was such a weird concept. Like I remember one of my roommates, like him seeing me play, and he was like, "Why are you living a life through somebody else?" And I was like, "Damn it, it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my life is sucks. Yeah, you know, it's I, full of tears and broken promises. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while I'm sitting in my dorm room, I have this guy going off to Egypt exploring tombs. I can't do that in real life. <laughs> you know, but." I like, and that's, and that is a series that to me, like Pokemon, has kind of stuck to its guns, knows what it does well, and has just kept trucking along with it. I mean, there, there are those expansions. I remember with either Sims 2 or 3 that you're kind of just like, why is this in here? But otherwise, I mean, those, especially Sims 2, was just a, amazing game for me with all of its expansions. Like, there was yeah, some, incredible. Yeah, and I thought that there was some great stuff from that. You know, there's a huge community built around The Sims. It's just the only problem is now with it, and this is the only problem I have, is that, you know, obviously they've started, you know, jacking up the prices for their games. And so I, I looked into getting, you know, is it, is it Sims 3 now or Sims 4? Sims 4 and, like, one of the expans, expansions, and it was going to cost me, like, 80 to $90. And I was like, yeah. I, like, like. You can't. It's it's hard to play the base when there's other expansions out, and I don't want to pay ninety dollars for one well, game. If you if you ever played The Sims, like if you've played Sims one and two or two and three or one and th- whatever whatever it is, you know the base game sucks. Yeah. Because you know you know that they they're gonna have expansions and they're gonna be awesome, but uh, really what uh, God oh, I, was, I had a thought and I lost it. Go on. You just know that the expansions are going to bring a lot more to the table. I mean, the base game is exactly that. It's the base game. It's supposed to just kind of acclimate you and like show you like kind of like the new things that they built into like the the foundation. But they're like, oh, but there's more to come. And I, <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> and like, I, I I get suckered into it. I'm just like, and you know, I guess that's maybe kind of going against the the argument I have about Assassin's Creed about them pumping out new shit. But I don't know. I it seems. Sims does what it does, and it's not is criminal to me. I don't know. I I think it's I, there's I think a difference to it. Well, see, the, the, I know the Sims Four. It's got all the expansions, and it's really expensive. 
the other thing that I kind of, the other kind of beef I have with The Sims is once they came out with the store and like you could down, like you can make little, I think you can make little microtransactions mm -hmm. and, and buy like, you know, a skin pack or, you know, buy like an additional item or, or you can earn like in-game stuff and then use those sim tokens or whatever those are and get new items and it's just like, I'm paying all this money, why don't you just give it to me? <laughs> you know, I don't really like playing a game like that. Like it's fine if I'm, you know, on my phone and I I can work my way up. But when I buy a full price game on like my PC, I don't want to have to work additional extra hours to get thing, you know, to get the full effect. That's but true. the thought that I did have though with The Sims is, I did I did li love The Sims, the first Sims, and when I was playing it, and it, it took them a really long time to come out with Sims Two, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I could not stop playing The Sims. Yeah. And when I did, I would kind of go on a little, little hiatus, and then I would go back and I would just play the shit out of it. And I, st I, I still kind of do that too. But I remember playing the original Sims. You like, I just thought to myself, this game is great. But man, if they have this, like, think about what they can really do if they just come out with another one and put a little more effort into, you know, put it up to today's standards in the video game industry and have like a little bit more storyline and depth. Well, not storyline, but I guess. You know, Sims 2 came out with, like, the family trees and all that stuff. And then Sims 3, where you could play, like, different families at the same time. Yeah. And I, when they when they did that, I was I was pretty much set on Sims 3. I was like, yeah, okay, you brought up standards, and now you cannot do anything else. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to just play the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was the same way about the Sims. Like, I would, you know, I would just have these, like, you know, feast or famine sessions with it where, like, it was never a game that I would just play, you know, like League, where I can play like a couple hours like over the week and I'd be content. Like that was a game where I railed through it for like a few <laughs> days to a week and then I dropped it cold turkey for like a month or two and you then would just did. pick it back up again. Just, yeah. you know, and I was just, you know, the, that was, that is that game for me. Just and it's like one of those games too. It's like, you know, I don't like, as you, you keep thinking about it and then you think about it more and more and more and more. And then finally, you just can't take it anymore. And you have to, it's like, you know, you get that itch. It's like, for me, it's like McDonald's breakfast. I get it like once a month. I think about it on the third week, and then finally on that fourth week, I pull the trigger, and then yep. I just, I go ham with McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, I'm sated, and I'm at peace once. <laughs> but I got to get my Sims fix every now and then. <laughs> yep, I agree. I agree. Do you got a, you got another game that you want to bring up? Oh, man. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh. I got, I got one if you need. If you need a, if you need a diversion, uh, what's your what's your what's yours? This one, this one is going to be me kind of shitting on it a little bit, um, and that is going to be not Blizzard, but World of Warcraft series. The World of Warcraft series has just really lost its way for me again. <laughs> you know, I I think it's a series that. I you know you and I played it a year ago and it was just us kind of being like man this game has gotten really soft <laughs> since <laughs> since we used to play even even Wrath of the Lich King and it, yeah. and like Wrath of the Lich King was probably like one of the the final the final oh, breaths boy. of like of a decent like somewhat challenging MMO I mean I I I will not dispute that you know, WoW is is right now and may for a long time be one of the most successful MMOs to ever come to the market. You know, I, I honestly I, I 
I can't help but whenever I play another MMO, compare it to WoW. You know, WoW is just the gold standard, and it has been since it got released in, I don't even know what, like 2000-something? Yeah. When did WoW get released? 2002 or something like that. Yeah, it sounds about right. But and I mean, you know, going kind of going off that is, WoW has so many, like, unique things to it. You know, all these different, uh, you know, blacksmithing, mining, herbalism, then all these, like, side quests, and all these just different things, and PvP battlegrounds, and... They have such a large team on it that nobody who makes an MMORPG can compete with it. So every time you play like an actually quite okay MMORPG, at least in my opinion, I'm always just like, you know, this is fun, but it just doesn't have everything that WoW has. Yeah. You know, I, I think WoW might be the only game that came out, first one that did it, and potentially could be the last one. It it could be, I and mean, I think, uh, and because it, it'll it's still going on. I mean, the community is there is a community still there. It's not the same community that I think you and I knew, and I think that's actually what kills it the most is the you know, like the when a game becomes too integrated, too you know when it, when they did cross realm integration and like the. Yeah. you know it, it just became it became too much you know auto there was for raids like, yeah auto queues yeah. It, it, it was all just too much and it, it totally lost its its own identity the community lost its identity um and well, so you know what world of warcraft arguably holds one of the most um uh one of the biggest events in video game history where I forgot what the cause was, but in World of Warcraft, people came together and they sell it. I, I forgot what it was. I think someone passed away in that game, someone that was popular or something. And everyone went and uh, they all like killed their characters or something. Remember that? <laughs> I don't. A long, long time ago, back when you know servers were super integrated. Because, I uh, I do remember certain specific events like that happening, where like people would actually come to like honor someone like a, a well-known player who did pass away or things like that. I do remember, I don't think I remember the one specific one you're talking about, but I do remember things like that happening. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta look this up. But, um, you know, the other great thing that I loved about the old world of Warcraft was, you know, before they integrated all the servers, you knew everyone, even if you were in a guild, you still knew almost everyone on your server. Like you've probably seen, that level 60s name or 70s name before. Yeah. And then they started coming in with... They started doing the zones, and I thought that was okay. You know, if you, like, walked into a, a largely unpopulated zone, like, hey, there's other realm players playing here too, so that's good because we can queue up or party up and do quests. But then they, were, then they went way overboard where they were just like, hey, let's just let everyone queue up for a raid, you know. Fuck anyone having fun and, you know, actually trying to socialize in this game now. Yeah. Well, because, like, raids built communities, you know? Like, you you were with those people, you know, raiding Molten Core or Karazhan oh, yeah. or, uh, I don't Zolgarub. even... Zolgarub. And, like, you know, those were people that, like, you got to know and, like, you know, that you had a reputation with, good or bad. And that just kind of started just diminishing, you know, they like the, I think the integration stuff took a couple like honest and good steps. Like the first one I think was like battleground integration, like where they brought different servers together to play. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And that was good, you know, because I mean, honestly, Battlegrounds took forever when it was just on one server. But then, and then it moved to like, you know, dungeons. You could, you know, queue with different people from different dungeons, and that was fine. And then it was like, oh, now we're going to do raid queuing, and also we're going to just, you know, do cross realm integration. So people from different realms are going to be walking next to you. And it's like, who, who am I anymore? You know, like, who are these people? Like, who are you people? Yeah, and it's just... Well, I, I, I got to interject because I miss the old PvP Battlegrounds where it was confined to one server. Back when I played on Stonewall and I was Horde and I played against the A-Team, like, if you did, uh, uh, the, f- what, oh, fuck, uh, Arathi? Is Arathi it Arathi? Basin, yeah. No, not Arathi, not AB. Warsong Gulch? No, uh, it's the 40 Alterac, Alterac Valley? Alter- yeah, Alterac Valley. When you did Alterac Valley and... You would start to notice everyone in the A team, but it was just kind of nice. It was kind of cool to learn that the A team had these same guys who would stomp my ass every day, every time I played Alterac Valley. <laughs> but it it kind of encouraged me to do better because it was kind of that inter realm thing. But now that there's so many people playing PvP Battlegrounds, it's literally just kind of like playing a game of Call of Duty. You go in, you'll n- probably never see the people you're playing against again. Mm-hmm. Maybe once or twice, but other than that, like, and that's why I, what I loved about World of Warcraft back in the day it was like kind of integrated in a way. Yep, it was a beautiful. And, and then once you like saw someone in the battlegrounds that you would duke it out with a lot, and then you saw them in like the real world for World PvP. That was great. Mm-hmm. We would probably we would always dance with each other, <laughs> and then uh, to finalize our our sacred bond we would kill a bunny rabbit <laughs> and it, you know a, after that now it's just downhill <laughs> <laughs> then the killing just escalated oh this is what i was thinking about it was that plague thing the blood plague oh the the, the glitch yeah it was a glitch but there was also ceremonies and shit i heard about people getting married in that game mm-hmm. yep well i heard all of that i mean yeah, I mean, so I think we've had we've discussed some pretty legit games here uh, for this for this podcast. I thought I'm a, I'm pretty happy with us right now. Right now, me too. But I've got one more to throw at you. Okay, what you got? And this is something that needs to come back. So this is a franchise that needs to come back. It's not okay. Are we? Has this been about current ones? If you want to throw one in We're there, talking about to franchises, right? That's the whole whole yeah, base. Yeah. Backyard sports. Please, God, give me back backyard football and baseball. Actually, just baseball. I mean, I we were we were talking about that earlier, and you know the the game kind of lost its its magic when it moved from two D to three D. And I don't know if I I I don't think I would be as jacked about. Backyard baseball. Okay, okay. I, actually, I got one for you to shit on. Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors is a franchise you everyone knows I love at this point. Right. But to decide with you the patent that they have on that style of games pisses me off. And I'm mm-hmm. boycotting Dynasty Warriors now. <laughs> I learned of that. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. I'm boycotting Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Fuck you, eight. You'll re- forever remain on my wish list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the game wouldn't, at least in my mind, I wouldn't feel like as much garbage as if they like kind of 
parsed out their their sequels but you know just like assassin's creed you know they're just pumping out the same thing every year with like a little bit updated graphics and maybe a, a new map or two but it's it's still it's still largely unchanged you know right. and, but i mean you know the difference between assassin's creed and it being a shitty franchise and dynasty warriors and being just one that pisses me off a little bit now is that there's a patent on the dynasty warriors one so if a indie guy, someone who just loves making video games, decides to make a game similar to the style of Dynasty Warriors, he could be sued by Koei. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could make kind of something better than Assassin's Creed. Uh, and, you know, nothing. And I don't think that there should be a patent on a style of games. Period. And that kind of upsets me. Because I think it'd be really cool to play, because I know they did like Mech, I think it's Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever that was, Battle Warriors. I forgot what it was. It's probably Mac Warrior. <clears throat> but it, you know, if if somebody kind of, even in like another cool franchise, put their own spin on Dynasty Warriors, or just some guy come comes out and says, you know, like for instance, Mount, uh, Mountain Blade Warband or something. You know, like those those kind of developers who make games that are kind of similar, comes out and says, you know what, I love that game, and I'm gonna try and do my my best to make something similar that I think gamers will love. You know, boom. I think it would be. I think Dynasty Warriors has a really great idea and concept behind it, and it pisses me off that I'm limited to one style. <laughs> no, I agree. It, and that's that's why no one else is. I've always wondered why no one else made it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so I, I'm on your dark side now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is a, that is one that definitely needs to get relooked at, or just hopefully just lay dormant until the the patent is up and you know other people can take take their own shot at it um but i think that's kind of all we have for today folks for this episode um do you have any sending words lux boo um nothing that you'd like me to say so no how prophetic all right guys um this prophetic prophetic oh I am a prophetic person. Yeah, sure. Alright, All right, guys. This is Last Rohican and Luxboo. And happy gaming gamers. Happy gaming gamers.